guys, just get ready. You're in for, you're in for a treat. You're in for a trip. <laughs> okay. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, 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 bum. Chapter 10, The Marauder's Map. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And this is Potter Watch. <laughs> Sorry. And this is Potter Watch. Okay, are we doing our Ira Glass voices? Sure. <laughs> sure. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And, and this, this is Potter Watch. We had to take a very serious tone because this is a very serious chapter. I'm just thinking of all of our NPR crossover fans. <laughs> Mostly my sister. <laughs> so here it is, another episode of Potter Watch. If you're listening, you must have gotten the password for this week, which is, Molly? The Marauder's Map. The Marauder's Map. Yes, we As will be talking right. about the Marauder's Map. As well as other sad things involving the messers of the Marauder's Map. But that is indeed what Forge gave Harry. It is. And when we say Forge, we do mean Fred and George combined. <laughs> Obviously we mean Fred and George combined. <laughs> but if you're new to the episodes, that's what we meant. Oh, hardy har 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 da 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 Okay, All we're right, done with that. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it. Okay. Um, so, uh, this chapter is called... Um, the Marauder's Map, um, and or as Molly named it, um, Secrets and Passages. Ooh, I came out with that pretty much on the spot, um, but I wanted to do a little secret passage thing, but I just decided to Secrets and Passages. Yeah, and what did you rename it? I renamed it Myths of Messers. Ooh. We all have so much um, excitement and mysticism in our... Yeah. Okay. And in ahead of us. Shall I give a quick synopsis? Yeah, do please. <laughs> Should I synopsis 45-minute chapter? Yeah, do a good, uh, do a good job. Um, okay, so we're post... Quidditch match. Harry's depressed because he lost a game. Um, and he talks to Lupin about it and wants to learn how to defeat Dementors in the future. And so Lupin agrees to teach him. Um, and then it's close to Christmas time and they go to another Hogsmeade trip and Forge gives Harry a... Um, map that shows the entire embodiment of Hogwarts and like all of the people. It's super cool. It's called the Marauders map, if you did not know. <laughs> didn't get that. And so Harry gets to go to Hogsmeade for the first time, which is very exciting. He goes to Honeydukes and meets up with Ron and Hermione and they go to the Three Broomsticks where some of the teachers from Hogwarts and the minister come and they start telling stories of Sirius Black at Hogwarts come to find out that Sirius and James Potter, you know, Harry's Potter, Harry's Potter, Harry's Potter, <laughs> Harry's Potter um, know each other, they were good friends, and that Sirius betrayed the Potters, and then killed supposedly, all those, and then killed all those people, yada yada yada, Harry's devastated. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Let's, 
god, I'm not ready. Okay. Um, Let's keep it light for the beginning. Why does my first note says, oh. My first note's about wood. Yeah, my first note says he felt like he lost his best friend. Very, very topical to the rest <laughs> of the chapter, but it is referring to Harry losing his brew. Oh. <laughs> Uh, my first note is, really, Wood, is that all you could muster? Wood says in a hollow voice um, that he didn't blame him in the slightest. Yeah, so Wood, come on. It's just a game, man. And you even still have a chance. I know. Wood is, Wood is too I mean, much. I get it. Like, it's his last year. Oh, you know what? The last episode, I was wrong. I said that the password to get on was Hufflepuff because that's who they play in the match, but it wasn't. It was what year is wooded? <laughs> it's seven. <laughs> so if you wanted to listen to last week's episode. <laughs> oh man, this is a really good bit though. <laughs> We're so good at this bit. It's been consistently Keeping, great. Consistently, we keep track Like we of can't it. end it. Like we just can't. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Harry's freaking out about the Grimm. And I said, do you think that Sirius kind of is the Grimm? And I said, it's not funny, but I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's she not laughed. funny. You laughed. And you're like, <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> I was just like. He has very bad luck and a lot of people around him. Like I said, he does get Harry in trouble every time he's around. Yeah, but I was, I mean, on an actually very serious note, like all of them are wrong. On a what note? You are not going to laugh when I finish this thought. I said all of the marauders die very young, and they technically have seen him as, like, the Grimm. I don't know. I was just, like, kind are of... Are you blaming all of the marauders dying on no. Sirius? He blames himself already. I, I'm just saying that, like, he has a lot of bad luck. Yeah. Sirius has bad luck. Sirius also makes bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, mean, I don't really believe in luck, quote-unquote. I believe in karma. I mean, Sirius is a good dude. No, I don't think has, there's like, a lot of bad karma, karma about setting Lupin on uh, Snape. Like, but that he was, doesn't like, feel that karma. Like, I, Well, like, I'm saying it could be biting him back, in yeah. his, uh, you know, wow. his old doggy took us, because he does not feel guilt. I think he feels guilt about what he did to Lupin. What about Snape? Maybe. Because that I was mean, fucked up. Like, I get more mad at him for, like, the loop and stuff. He ad- I think he even admits that that was stupid. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, rude. Like, I could never, like, he knows Lupin hates that part of himself. But so even the, to Snape, he's like, that was dumb. Yeah. I mean, like, I think on both levels it's dumb, but I think it's more of a betrayal to Lupin yeah. than it is to Snape. Regardless, he kind of has bad luck, and I could see him being grim-like. <laughs> That's all. I, I shan't I shan't comment on that any further. Okay. Malfoy was almost beside himself with uh, glee. With glee. 
about he's such a shit ball. he's such a shit but i think this image is so funny like him being so happy that harry falls that he sh- like shucks off his his bandages and he's roaming the halls with glee like malfoy where is your chill please locate one. your chill and enact it please um, just like a quick note that it's horrible that the only memory of Harry that he has of his mother is her, and her voice is that it, she's, when she's dying. Like, that's just horrible. Yeah, that is unfortunate and terrible. And, like, um, just this whole time in the first part of this chapter is sad where Harry's, like, stuck in the hospital and he doesn't want to sleep or really be alone because he just keeps hearing his mom dying. Yeah. Like, realistic not to want to be I know, like, this- that. Without magic involved, like, this is a very realistic thing. It's, like, you, your worst memories, I feel like, come when you're trying to fall asleep. Like, you keep reliving yeah. things. Like, I know when I watch, like, a TV show or something like that, I'm, like, oh, man, I wish I wasn't thinking about this, like, really, like, gory moment or something. But it mm-hmm. keeps coming back to me when yeah, I'm trying definitely. to fall asleep. Um, and it's, I mean, it's just horrifying that, like, this is real and it's happening in his head. And he's heard, like, the real thing, too. Like, it's just, it's. It, I don't like to linger on it, so... Um, Sorry, we can move on. No, I, I just mean, like, it's just a really sad thing. Like, there's nothing really more to say about it. But. Yeah. Why would Ron throw something in potions class of all classes? Because Malfoy deserved it. I mean, he deserved it, but, like... But potions, like, get him in the hall, Ron. Also, like, a crocodile heart. Heart. I don't know if that was your quiz question, but it was a crocodile heart. It wasn't my quiz heart. question. What is my quiz question? Oh, yeah, I know. I do know I my hope, quiz question. I feel like we might have the same one. Um, also, first mention of skiving! Exclamation mark. Where, um, I know that's like a term, like, skiving off is like skipping mm-hmm. past, but Ron's like, I might skive off. Yeah. Um, defense but against the dark. skiving snack boxes. I know, that's what I'm coming up. Oh, fifth one. Fifth one. <laughs> Brett, that's like Forge's like moment. Yeah. Oh, so excited. Okay. I love how good of a teacher, again, Lupin is. Are you there? Yeah. Um, when all the kids are complaining about the essay, he's just like, I'll have a word with Snape. Like, again, does not, like, he's visibly upset, but does well, Not even visibly, like. He probably is upset. Yeah, or not very visibly, but, like, Harry says, like, he just, like... Brushes it off. Yeah. and But he doesn't talk bad about Snape. I know, yeah. He's just, uh... <laughs> and he, he like, kept his cool about, like, the, the werewolf. The, the werewolf like, essay and, and stuff like that. And he knows what Snape's trying to do. And he's, like, very good at keeping his cool because later we see when he can't keep his cool in this chapter when, like, Harry brings yeah. up certain things. Lupin is not keeping I do have it together. About that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um... But, yeah, he's just so... I... All I want for Lupin is that he's a teacher for more than this one year. I know. Because he's so good at it. Like, it's clearly what he's meant to do. Like, I get kind of J.K. Rowling wanting to be poetic with the fact that they all die young. The Marauders. But I wish that she let Lupin stick around. I mean, we all wish that... I mean, I wish they all could have. No, but... It also makes the most sense for Lupin to still be the one, like, in Harry's life, even as an adult. 
I think. Like, it, like, in terms of story building, like, Sirius kind of has to die for that, like, tragedy. And father figure, too. Right. Like, Like, and she can't keep going with the story with, like, Sirius being a part of Harry's life because, like, he would obviously just, like, be with Sirius and, like, Sirius would help them in the seven. Like, it just makes sense why that has to happen. Yeah, they would definitely let Sirius come with them. Right. Even though I don't like it at all. They turn away Lupin. But, But, like, that makes sense that they turn away Lupin. But, like, there really is no good reason for Lupin's death. Um, except for it's just kind of, like, finishing that storyline. Like, finishing the whole Marauders thing. Which, I just, I just feel like it was a senseless death. JK? I mean, it's kind of, I get mad at her for the way she does Lupin's death. And I don't want to linger on it too much because I'm getting upset. But, like, I've talked about this probably before. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but... Um, certainly we have have as people, when I first read the, when I was first reading the seventh one, I read, I read right over it. I read over it. Like, it's like, you're going through the people that are dying and then it says Tonks and Lupin holding hands. And I guess I just assumed, or like, look, you know, that they, that they were holding hands, like watching the people that had died. And then I, like halfway through the next page, like, my heart stopped, and I went back and read, and I just sobbed. Like, it, it, just, yeah. it did not feel like a good end for Lupin, you know? Right. You don't even get to see the scene or yeah. anything. I mean, I feel similarly about Fred. At least you're there but, for that. Yeah. Like, it, as a reader. Yeah. You're living through it, and Lupin is just like, oh, yeah, he's among the dead bodies, basically. Yeah, and which I is was just, just so upset. Like, Sirius gets his huge dramatic death. Like, Though it's terrible to read, yeah. you there's no denying it. Like it's there. You're I mean, kind with the veil. You wow. kind of want to go into the veil, and, but you feel what Harry's feeling through the no, whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's ooh, ooh. Yeah, I, can, I mean, I don't want to read we'll that chapter. There. But I just think that out of all of them, including like James and including Peter, blah blah blah, like Lupin's. Has no Even Peter purpose. has a great death. But Peter and there's a, a purpose death. to it. Like there's a purpose to yeah. James saying there's like like there's something behind it in a literary sense. But for Lupin, there is nothing because it's like the end of the book. And yeah. I get that there have to be deaths for the battle and everything. Like I get that. Like it's realistic. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that it needed to be Lupin. Me either. I do think... Or uh, maybe even Lupin or Tonks, but I, I just... I don't know. Yeah, I, just I do like think it. they... J.K. Rowling sort of wants to do a Gilmore Girls thing, or Gilmore Girls did a J.K. Rowling thing, <laughs> with... I think she wants to come full circle. Like, I think she wants Harry too. to be... To have Teddy. Like, I think she wants Harry to be, like, I serious. Think so too. Is, you know, like... Harry is Sirius's second chance to be a godfather yeah. to this baby who lost her parents, his parents at one, you know? Right. Like, it's awful, but I think she really wants that, like, ending. I just wish it was a better way to do it, yeah. or we didn't need to do it at all. Right. You know, he could, as terrible as it is, like, well, I guess they could lose Bill and, uh... Right. So, yeah. And I don't even think Bill and Fleur would leave Harry as godfather. That doesn't make sense. No, they have, um, like, the whole Weasley crew. Yeah. But, But, yeah, I think, I just think it was the one that made the least sense. But we, we, we're not there yet. We're not there. (laughs) Um, but as far as the werewolf thing, I don't really get how it works, per se. Like, 
he's always looks ill and they talk about that a lot and is it like i'm guessing he's like must be drained of energy and that he doesn't sleep when he transforms because he's mm-hmm. like the wolf at night so yeah. maybe that's why he looks so ill because he's lack of sleep and he's just drained of all of his energy yeah but it seems a little odd that he not odd but it's like why is he so ill looking you know yeah but maybe it's also because like he's not like I guess because they say Bill likes his like rare meat like maybe since he's full wolf he's supposed to be like eating like live not live flesh but like flesh like that to survive like it's he needs that sort of you know yeah to sustain and he obviously doesn't do that but yeah I don't know um, how to recognize a werewolf. Uh, he's wearing my clothes. Sitting in my chair. Sitting in my chair. Oh, stop. His name is Remus Lupin. Um, where does Lupin get all the creatures? Yeah, I don't know. But I, his class is so fun. Like, why isn't he teaching care of magical? I know. He should be teaching every class. Including Persians. Yeah. Although he's not good at them. Yeah. There's like a weird fan in that Sirius is really good at potions. Don't know where that Like came I from. would believe it. Yeah. But there's I feel like there's no proof behind yeah, it. Yeah, but it's like in every Marauders fan fiction, like Sirius is like really good at potions. I don't know why. Maybe because like he's Snape's like kind of nemesis in that class and James is his nemesis in like Defense Against the Dark Arts. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But I'm just <laughs> Just thought I'd bring that in. I was like, mm. um, 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 I think. Oh, so I'm I'm at the conversation with Lupin. Are you there too? Yes. Um. Oh, I I was like I was trying to decipher my notes. I just said what happens? Question mark. But it was like, can you? Fix a broom, I guess. Like, what happens when you try and fix it? I feel like there, you probably can fix it, but it's sort of like a car. Like, yeah. at a certain point, it's just totaled. Yeah, I agree. And then I said, do you think Lupin was giving him a hint when he was saying the Wombie Willow was planted the same year I arrived? Do you think he was trying to give Harry a hint? Because mm. why else would he say that? Like, he is, he didn't have to say it was planted the year he came to Hogwarts. I think it was sort of like a... A slip? Not a slip, but like a nostalgia thing for himself. Like, he knows Harry won't pick up on it, but... I don't know, like, so, do you don't, do you feel that sometimes, like, you say something, like, like a kid, like, especially when you're talking to someone younger than you, yeah. that you know you won't get it, you'll say something like... Yeah, like da 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 da, and it'll be for your own like enjoyment. But like, your he own knows memory. that the Wampanoag was planted because he came. I know. I don't know. I I, I just am kind of thinking about like all of the yeah. memories they had. I feel there. like he could have just said. The Wombie Willow was there when I was at school, and this story happened with, um, Davy Gutchin or whatever. I think J.K. Rowling is giving us a hint, is what I really think. Yeah. And, like, Lupin doesn't really have any motivation to say it. That's true. But, because she's also giving us a hint when she's, like, even muggles can feel the Dementor presence, like, foreshadow Mm -hmm. to next Mm -hmm. book, like. Fifth book? 
Yeah. Oh, fifth book, sorry. Yeah. Why do I keep thinking we're in the fourth book? Well, we were talking about the fourth one earlier. But yeah, I think, I mean, I think you're right. But I did note that as maybe Lupin was like, Harry, figure it out, bud. Snape even helped you. Because like, he was kind of like to, like, how long have you known to yeah. Hermione? Like, he knew that somebody was going to figure it out. And kind of like he wanted someone to figure it out. Like, he doesn't like having a secret. Yeah. I mean, Hermione's the one that set the essay. Hermione's the only one that did the essay. So. Yeah. <laughs> Professor Snape set the essay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Ugh. I can't wait for that scene. <laughs> when the whole story is told, like, yes. it's such a good... Uh, when it unfolds! Like, that was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. This is so full. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are you at that? I love that line, because that's my next note. Which line? Um... It has nothing to do with weakness. The Dementors affect you worse than others because there are horrors oh, in your past that others don't have. I do love that line. Yeah. But that's not what I'm at. But continue. Oh, well, then I said yes, quote all of it. So let's... Hold on, wait. I have a couple. <laughs> let me let me back up to... So I was like, I love that line. And then... Um, is that where you're at? Like, No, I'm behind you. Like, I'm ahead of you. Okay. So. All right. Well, then I said... Do you think the Horcrux makes it worse? And then I answered my own question. I was like, perhaps not. Never mind. Because I was like, <laughs> then I started thinking. Although like, maybe. I was like, does is Voldemort affected by Dementors? I was like, probably not because he doesn't feel bad about what he's done. So what would the but Dementors has, make him? But he has, hor- it's not about what you've done. Like Harry's doesn't hear what he's done. He hears the horrors in his past. And Voldemort has horrors in his past. He has memories he hates. Like, he hates... From the orphanage. The orphanage and his childhood and even the memories of his family. Like, he has a lot of self-hate, which is what I think that they would pry on the most with Voldemort. Yeah. But I think he has control over them, so it doesn't, you know... So, I was like, I don't know if that maybe Because it is strange that he does react so badly. Because, like, Lupin has horrors in his past. Neville mm-hmm. has horrors in his past. Like, there are... They should affect... They do affect Neville badly, though. They affect Neville and but, Jenny. like, Harry's right. Nobody else passes out. Yeah. And I think... And I, I'm going to talk about this in a little bit, but Lupin has really bad horrors in his past. Like, being yeah. bitten first. And then second, like, what he does when he's a werewolf yeah. are horrors in his past, too. Like... So I think that Harry's valid in being like, why do I pass out with these creatures? And that's why I was thinking maybe the Horcruxes. I also think it's because he's younger and because Lupin, when he's around them, knows how to take care of them. Like, I I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, he is more apt to, like, handle them. But I do think you're right. I think the Horcrux, that's a really good theory. Because even when Harry's trying to fight them as the Bogart, it doesn't affect Lupin. Yeah, And it still affects Harry. Yeah. You know? But, um... I also think they feed on, like, the fear. So, I think the longer that you, like, the more you've been around them or yeah. the more used to them you are. Like, Harry, like, kind of gives into that Yeah, feeling. he's, yeah. like, scared, so he hesitates, and they feed on that fear. But, um... And then I my last note was, um, Lupin's gray hairs and lines on his young face. Like, he's supposed to be really young, and they make him look older in the movies. 
Um, Lupin and Sirius can both get it, like, in the book. I wish they were portrayed, I wish everyone was portrayed as their actual age. I know, I'm so torn, though, because I love the actor that plays, I like, like both Lupin and, you know, all of them. Like, McGonagall's way over age, but, like... And Alan uh, Dave Maggie Smith is never <laughs> being replaced. McGonagall doesn't bother me that she's older because she's like, it doesn't matter what age she is, like she's kind of the same. Mm-hmm. But Snape and Lupin and Sirius, like they should all be younger. Mm-hmm. But okay, so I'm at the whole where Lupin's describing the effects of a Dementor. Is that where you're at? I'm no? at Lily. Oh, Lupin wait, no, not. that's my next note. Yeah. Well, I was, okay, so I just wanted to quote the whole line about how um, Lupin describes Dementors. It has nothing to do with weakness, said Professor Lupin sharply, as though he had read Harry's mind. The Dementors affect you worse than the others because there are horrors in your past that the others don't have. A ray of wintry sunlight fell across the classroom, illuminating Lupin's grey hairs and the lines on his young face. Dementors are among the foulest creatures that walk this earth. They infest the darkest, filthiest places. They glory in decay and despair. They drain peace, hope and happiness out of the air around them. Even muggles feel their presence, though they can't see them. Get too near a Dementor, and every good feeling, every happy memory will be sucked out of you. If it can, the Dementor will feed on you long enough to reduce you to something like itself, soulless and evil. You'll be left with nothing but the worst experiences of your life. And the worst that happened to you, Harry, is enough to make anyone fall off their broom. You have nothing to feel ashamed of. And I know we already talked about it on the train, but about depression. Yeah. And this is another really great line of how the mentors are that thing where it's like um, you relive horrible thoughts like in a loop and you can't get out of it. Yep. Um, Like they infest. Like I love the words that she's like infest the darkness. Like it's filthy, uh, decay, despair. It drains your peace, hope, happiness. Um, And like... It takes away every good feeling, every happy memory, and it's, like, sucked out of you. I just, I think that's so well put for, and it's clear, like, she has gone through this. And, like, she knows that feeling, and she puts it so beautifully in this, like, creature. It's like a creature that takes it away from her. um, Rather than, it's not, like, Harry's fault. Mm -hmm. It's this outside thing that's, like, causing it. And I think that's really nice that she's, like, it's... You can't blame yourself, Harry, for feeling depressed. Like, that's kind of what no, she's yeah, saying. No, yeah. I, I think that's a, and a that's, wonderful point. And that's, like, what Lupin's saying. Like, it's not your fault, Harry. Like, And it's not because you're weak. Like, right. Which I think is, that's a really... It's an outside source. Yeah. And in this, obviously, it's a mentor. Um, and I think Harry's, you know, the reaction everybody has to... Harry, like, being affected by the Dementor so much is, like, a very similar way to people who, re- you know, like, react to people who have, like, a lot of depression. Like, oh, you're being lazy. Like, or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You know? Or it's how people react to being... It's like, yeah, I feel really sad, too. But Harry's like, no, I don't just feel sad. Like, like I, it I'm, sucks it out of me. And him being ashamed of it and him yeah. trying to fight it and him hating that it affects him and that way. And he's like, I literally go into dark... Like, pass out. Like, I go into darkness. Like, I can't even... Yeah. You know, like... 
I just, I think it's... And then, like, when you have, like, a bad depressive episode, like, the way he's thinking about it, like, we were talking about in the beginning of this episode, like, he keeps reliving it. He's like, yeah. I don't want to be alone. Like, I don't want to be left like, alone. Like, I can't fall asleep I want to be with other thinking, people. Yeah. 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 Ugh! Thank you, Molly. I'm <laughs> just kidding. It's a very valid No, point. I just wanted to give kudos to J.K. Rowling for, like, putting it in such a different way than people normally talk about depression. Like, yeah. it's nice to think of it as, like, this exterior creature I think no you're I think you're totally right and it sucks the soul out of you until you're yeah a literal shell of a person yeah which is so and you don't have hope you don't have this happy feeling to keep you going like you have to create it which is like the whole idea of the paternus which I love is that you have to like force yourself to think these happy thoughts like think happy thoughts think happy thoughts like kind of think until you make it which doesn't always work obviously but like I think that's how some people help themselves get out of like Mm -hmm. a depressive state is like I need to like think these happy thoughts like I need to work at being happy Mm -hmm. to fight it off yeah and it's like it is hard work and like Harry like it's not easy for him like Mm -hmm. it's not easy to think happy thoughts but like he like keeps pushing at it and I don't I just I think it's really nice like I think it's a really nice way to put it and I like in the book as opposed to the movie, and we, we'll talk about this more when uh, when we get to the lessons of how to fight off Dementors, yeah. that in the movie, they pick the same, like, kind of memory each time. Mm-hmm. And while that, it's, like, nice that he's, like, oh, thinking of his parents to combat the, like, screaming of his mother. Yeah. I think it's more realistic to the metaphor if he's thinking about different parts of his life that, that he I can like draw that. from to, like, okay, I do have some things in my life yeah. that are great. And, like, you know? oh, well, that's not as, like, being on a broom is, like, like happy, but it's not, like, that happy. And then he thinks about, and when, like, when he thinks about running Hermione, Hermione I yeah. think that's really sweet because it's, like, that is, like, such a powerful feeling, yeah. just having friends and, like, Having his support system is, like, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really want to go into, like, the depths of depression, it's, like, knowing that you have a support system. Like, I don't know. It's just... J.K. Rowling. Shape of the I love her. So She's so... Okay, now I'm at Lily, and I'm mad at Lupin a little bit. <laughs> oh, because he, he doesn't tell him again. Well, wait. Tell... You go... I've been talking a lot, so you say... I what? mean, um... When Harry, when Harry brings up Lily and Lupin reaches his arm out to touch him and then, like, pulls it back, I was like, um, excuse me. I didn't need my heart anyway. You can just rip it out of my chest. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was like, Lupin, grip his fucking arm. He needs you. I was like, he just told you a horrifying thing. Like, you can touch him. It was so I was mad at him because I was like, you don't even have to tell him, but you can, like, be there for him. I think Lupin him. can't take it. Like, I it's know. so, like, I Lupin, Lupin's so emotional. I can't imagine being Lupin in this moment. <laughs> Lupin has those walls up, man. Like, he cannot, I think, he has gone through so much hardship, he, like, can't even let Harry get close to him because he's even afraid of Harry, like, yeah. losing Harry. Yeah, I think he's, like, in this first part, he's like, I can't do it. I can't lose another one. Like, it honestly, it's way too much for him. And I think Sirius betraying them broke him. Like, 
okay, I clearly ship Wolfstar, like, near to canon. But even if you don't think about it from that perspective, like, I think Sirius also, like, if it was Wormtail, I think it's not as awful to Lupin as yeah. if it's Sirius. He, Lupin looked up to Sirius and James, even yeah. though they're the same age. Like, yeah. he idolized them. Yeah. And obviously, like, James died, so it's like, he's kind of out, so he, like, his last hope was Sirius being there for him when James dies and, like, then, like, Sirius on top of it. And then, or actually, and, and then he thinks Peter died, so, like, that's all of his friends out. And yeah, then, and that he thinks Sirius yeah. is the one that did it, I think destroys him. Like, yeah. he can't take it. Well, he, like, doesn't believe it, but he, it's like Dumbledore. I think Lupin and Dumbledore are in the same boat. And Madame Rosemary. <laughs> all of them are like, something's not yeah. right. And, which, it makes me sad that Lupin doesn't tell Dumbledore because I think they would have figured out the truth if they had talked about it. Oh, about the because I think Dumbledore would have put the pieces figured together. Figured out that it was. Oh, me too. I have that note actually in this chapter. Yeah. With um, even the Fidelia charm, I think Dumbledore would have been like, "I'm gonna put. I'm gonna think about this more." Yeah. If he had known that, like Peter could turn into a rat and yeah, stuff. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I. It just, it breaks my heart so much. I, I can't think about what Lupin's been doing these past 12 years. Because I also can imagine, I don't know what the conversations were like right before they were graduating, but I think, not that Lupin would want to have to lean on his friends, but if he had, if James and Sirius had been alive... There's no way they would, there was no way they would let Lupin starve. There was, you know, like, they both have money. Like, they would get him a job. Yeah, you you know, know. they would have made his life. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, no doubt. (laughs) But I'm also just sad, like, he wouldn't even just, like, grip Harry's arm. I know. Like, he wanted to. Like, he went for it. So sad. And I just said Lupin has no chill in this chapter. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I said, he's, like, cagey. Like, any, t- well, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go a little, like, the same thing I do with Dreary. I'm gonna go a little wolf star here. Because anytime Sirius is mentioned, Lupin is, like, spilling like things. Convulsed. He's like, oh, God, my, my books, my, my, uh, what is it? His, um, his book bag, like, his briefcase. Oh, shit. Everything's a mess. Um, which I think is just adorable and sad <laughs> that yeah. he's just, like, can't handle Sirius and Lily and, like, James, any anybody talking about any of those people. Okay, but Lupin, the way he talks about Dementors, and this could just be, like, Jim Dale's reading of it, it's very creepy. Like, he's, like, I sort of get when I hear Lupin talk about it, I get the same thing, like, that maybe a Ravenclaw or, like, even Hermione, when they talk about something that's, like, that's really awful, but extremely interested in the, like, magic of it. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, I don't know. Or maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it just, the way it sounded to me, it was, like, he's very... Um, I also think it could be his relationship with, like talking about other magical creatures like they're misunderstood not misunderstood I don't think he believes that Dementors are misunderstood but I think when he is talking about things he's weary of calling creatures monsters yeah like even the worst kinds of creatures 
you know, or it's like some self-hatred, you know, sort of bubbling up. I don't know. I was just, it struck me as interesting, this read through. And he obviously studies magical creatures. Like, yeah. Um, not in the same way of care of magical creatures, like we talked mm-hmm. about, like they are dangerous creatures. And so I think he likes them to like study like how researchers mm-hmm. want to study like these. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like he's interested yeah. in the like, yeah. in how they work, in the the fact that this even exists. I yeah. think. Um, I like. Um, I like that he can't talk about Sirius getting past Azkaban without being a little impressed. Like getting past the Dementors without being a little impressed. Yeah, he's like. Well, he wasn't even supposed to be able to get past them, so I don't know how he did that. Yeah. Like, but then he's like in his head thinking like, he's one of the smartest people I know. Yeah. Um, wolf star, wolf star, wolf star. Gotta say it. It lightens the mood. Lupin was like gonna say something, and he got cut off when he's like, "I don't pretend to be an expert at fighting the mentors, Harry. Quite the contrary. Dot dot dot." And what we were saying earlier is that Lupin also has horrors in his past, mm-hmm. and I think it's very difficult for him to fight off Dementors. Yeah. I think he does see the effects like Harry does, and I think a lot of it he, like, relives being bitten. Yeah. I think that's, oh, like, what it comes down uh, yeah, to. Yeah, because he was young. Like, he yeah. was a child. Like, Harry was, like, a child, a baby. Ugh. I mean, he was, like, three or something, but mm. I think that's definitely what he... Fucking Finier is disgusting. I know. I... Ugh. I feel like people don't talk about how gross Finier is. Oh, I think people do. I just, I think when you think of, like, horrifying Harry Potter characters, like, what comes to mind is, like, Umbridge and, like, obviously Voldemort, you know. I mean, he's not a huge fudge. But, like, Finier is horrifying. Ugh. 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 All right, let's move on. Unless you have another note. On Finny or Greyback? I or a note just on Lupin. I have so many notes still. Why is this chapter so... We haven't even gotten to hugs me. <laughs> um, my next note is, like, about Christmas. So. Oh. I just said I can't wait until extra credit with Lupin. I know. I'm, like, I was like, oh, man, I forgot. Like, it's not right now that that's happening. Yeah. I really can't wait. That's all. Um, we can move on. I said... Hogwarts isn't PC at all. Like, only Christmas stuff for Anthony Goldstein. <laughs> but honestly, though, like... No, I was just kidding. But no, still, you know, not only Christmas stuff, but no, like, we never study, like, a Muslim... Uh, we never hear about a Muslim holiday. Like, come on. Hoggy Hogwarts. Like, they are decked out for Christmas, which I think is cute, but whatever. Like, because I celebrate Christmas, so I'm like, oh, that sounds so much fun. Yeah. But. What could Dumbledore say to a Dementor to get them to back off? Just I mean, that's what I mean. Like, do they talk? Like, I don't get how they work as functions in the magical world or in They this... talk to the head of the Night King. That's how he does it. <laughs> like, um, I want to I wanna know if there's, like, a union. Is there a representative for the whole... Like, when a, they decide to switch over to Voldemort. When they decide to switch to Voldemort's side, is it, like, one guy's, like, okay, this is what we're doing now? Like, is he the president? Like, I just have a lot of questions. I want to know. On the organization of Dementors as a species. Yeah. I want some, some thick like, from the point of view of Dementors. Like, we get it for the Giants. Like, they have a king. Yeah. Give us more info. Thanks. Also, again, Hermione hates her parents. 
Right? <laughs> she stays home. Or she stays at Hogwarts for Christmas. Just to keep company with Harry. Right. That's another thing, though. Even if I was like, Mom, Harry doesn't have any parents. My mom would be like, then tell him to come here. Because yeah. you certainly are staying at school. And I think it's weird that Harry doesn't go home with Ron for the holidays until fifth year. And then they eat, they only go to Grimmauld Place. But he's never alone for the holidays. I know, but I think it's weird that they don't go to the borough for Christmas until the sixth year. Yeah, but I think that's because they, like, the Weasley children are all, like... I mean, the second year, like, the reason why is because they go to... Romania to visit Charlie. Yeah. That's what I'm talking but about. But I know it's... For a plot device so that they can mm-hmm. stay at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. But I just mean, like, it would make sense to go either second or third year. Yeah. To go to the borough. No. In, I, like, I terms of real life. Yeah, I don't know why Ron's, like, we stayed with Harry. You know, like, they're like, we stayed with Harry. Especially this year. I feel like Harry needs and to get plots. out. Yeah, why couldn't they just, I don't know. She just didn't want to write about Christmas. Like, she was like, I don't want to write a scene about that right At now. the birth. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. I mean, it is, like, a lot of extra stuff. Yeah. But, um, okay, I'm at Forge. And I have a very long sticky note again. I'm at Forge, too. Okay, you want to start? Mine just says, it's a quote. <laughs> Sometimes when I really like things, I just write what it says. Um, this is the secret to our success. <sighs> I love... That Fred and George decided last night that they're going to give it to Harry. Like, I love that they were, like, thinking they were just, like, he can't go to Hogsmeade. Molly's nodding ferociously right now. (laughs) Just, like, I love that. That that was their, like, late night combos. They were, like, you know what? Harry needs the Marauder's Nap. Yes, I wrote a long sticky note. I said, yes, Forge. And then I said... This is the most selfless thing they've done. Mm-hmm. So happy that Harry returns the favor next year. Um, and I love their friendship. And then I said, I, I love their friendship in general. Also, love that they had a meeting about this. Like, yeah. <laughs> Fred and George love did. They were like, all right. We met about it. We decided. Yeah, I think that's really cute. And, like... It's not even their seventh year. Like, they're only fourth years. I know. And I think that's so sweet. I know. Or sixth. They're fifth years. Fifth years. They're fifth years. Because I was like, I it gave me pause that I was thinking about, like, how Angelina was only in fifth year. And I was like, and Cedric was only in fifth year. Because I was like, are they 17 in sixth year? And I was like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like, that some people would be 17 and six yeah. years and not as opposed. It's just, I get confused. I always think seventh year is for 17-year-olds because Harry's so goddamn young. It always, like, yeah. throws me some off. Some of them are. Yeah, they're older. Which is, you know, just, like, how school usually is. But I'm just like, all the 17-year-olds are in seventh year because Harry is. You know? Yeah. Like, um, first year is, like, sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so excited about them giving him the map. Ooh, I've never thought about it like that. That's how I've always thought about like it. Like, sixth grade. I know, but I guess I always think of 11 as younger than it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I remember my sixth, sixth grade year, I think I was, like, hot shit. Like, I was, like, already grown. So did they. 
like, <laughs> I was already grown, but when I think about, like, Harry, Ron, and Hermione as first years, I'm like, those kids are babies, <laughs> but, like, I was like, I'm gonna have a boyfriend, and I'm just, like, grown up. Um, I like when Fred and George are telling the story about how they found the map originally in Filch's office. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want the prequel about how it was confiscated in the first place. Right. And then I had questions. I was like, how did they allow Filch to continue to have it? But I also feel like they were like Fred and George where they're like, we don't even need it anymore. Like, we know it. Like, we don't. Like, they were. And they had the invisibility cloak too. And then I had the thought remember in Cursed Child? (laughs) No. When. Okay. Well, I'm going to bring up Cursed Child because this always bothers me. Remember how James gets the invisibility cloak and Albus gets, like, Harry's old blanket, like, the one he was wrapped in as a baby? Um, sure. Well, that become that comes important later. Yeah. Be, you know, because they right. write the note in the blanket. And then, um, how Lily Luna gets... Some fairy wings that Harry bought, like, at a store. I don't remember the fairy rings. Yeah. Well, it's fine, because it's a forgettable and terrible gift he gives his daughter. Who gets the map? No one! Why doesn't Lily Luna get the map? It all seems weird. Also, the blanket was never a fucking thing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, like, either Albus or Lily Luna should get the map, is all I'm saying. If James is gonna get the invisibility cloak, like, Albus is a little shit about the blanket, like, he throws a goddamn hissy fit about it, but I would also be a little upset. I feel like, well, you gave your favorite son the blanket, and Lily Luna, I mean, the invisibility cloak, and Lily Luna and I got what? Like, some fairy wings? (laughs) Like, come on now. I don't want to talk about Cursed Child. I'm just saying, Lily Luna got the shaft, and it's because she's the girl. But that's because it's not real Harry Potter, it's an imposter who's, like, parading around. (laughs) It's Barty Crouch Jr. as Harry Potter. It's Barty Crouch Jr. the third as Harry Potter. (laughs) Okay. This is the exciting when um, they say, I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Uh, Holla at our podcast. Holla if you you hear our podcast. Also, how do they decide on the order of the names? Like, that's not even alphabetical order. Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prong. It sounds the best. I know. But only because I've heard it. So right, but like, like... any other order is not correct. But okay, I got so excited. I was like, the first... T- this is the first time we hear that. I know! Okay, that's why I said this is have, the exciting. Yes, I know. I have more qu- stuff before Sorry, that. go ahead. Young, carefree, innocent, well... As innocent as we could be. I know, Forge! Forge are so funny in this scene. Oh, suck great. But now I'm at Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. The first time we hear this. Ugh. I just, I just, I can't. Messers, Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. It just sticks with me. I love the Marauder's Map. I have so much Marauder's Map merchandise. <laughs> I mean, it's so fun. It's like, it's so just a fun, fun thing. Um, does Harry ever tell Forge um, when he finds out, like, who who it is? I 
don't know, but I feel like he should. I think he does because I think that Forge do have, they have a very good relationship with Sirius. And I think Sirius sees himself in them. Yeah. And they see I mean, they get compared to right in them this book. in this book in this chapter but even in the fifth one like they get along with Sirius really yeah. well when they're living there and so I think they must know by then mm-hmm. um and I just I want to have a scene of them like swapping stories I would love that yeah I would love that because I think it's so great that's another reason why I kind of want a Marauders I um because I guess I guess the problem with Marauders is that there's not as much plot because for their years at Hogwarts, they are sort of happy and just going to school. But they have so many antics, so... Right. Like, it would just be, like, it would be more... It would. I think it would work better as a TV show, honestly. Oh, for sure. Um, but, um, then movies, because then you wouldn't have to worry about how... they could also create things that happen, not to the same scale, like, not like Voldemort, yeah. but, like, things... That happened at Hogwarts. But I would want it to be lighthearted because I think that's what I want from I would Marauders. Want a comedy, is like yeah. I would I want to see the hijinks they get up to. Like I want to, and obviously like Snape would be like a villain type yeah. character. But it's definitely in like a TV show sense where he's mm-hmm. like the loner bully yeah. to them. Obviously, not necessarily. You hear me? Yeah. But I think also they like bully him too. No, like, that's what a, I mean. Like it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Come on, you hear me, HBO or whatever. Like, yeah. let's get on this. Marauders I mean, it's really here. like a CW thing, if we're being honest. I don't want CW. I, I do know, not but trust. You know. I know it's so CW, but I do not trust CW with it. No, because all other networks that could do it would do it a lot darker. They yeah. wouldn't do it funny. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, HBO does do some funny things. It actually probably would be best work as like a Showtime show. You know, like a network that doesn't really matter but has good shows. But again, they're like mostly serious. Or Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, like a Stranger Things kind yeah. of thing where it's funny but also. Yeah, it should yeah. be Netflix. I want Netflix to take this on. Amazon, you could probably do it too, but I'm going to go with Netflix on this one. Yeah. Netflix, you're probably already in the works on this. Although, Sensei, still mad at you. You've let me down before. They're like, we owe them so much, noblemen. Oh, that's what I was like. Okay, so um, Fred and George, blah, blah, blah. But they're like such noblemen. I was like, they could have been women. Like, they don't know that it's men. Yeah, okay. That was my sassy comment. I was like, it could have been women is definitely what it said. Why'd you put an S at the end of woman? No, that's just my N. (laughs) Why is it an S? No, it's an N. Yeah, what's this? That's a, that's a parenthesis. I put some oh. of my notes in parentheses. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, just saying, like, a side note. Like, you don't know that they're men. Yeah. I mean, you were speaking for Hermione. That's what she would have said in that moment. I'm just speaking for me. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> that was so... <laughs> um, oh, I also just, again, going back to Forge's friendship with Harry, it's, like, sweet because they're, like... Sirius and um James and like they're friends with Harry and like he like likes them he doesn't idolize Fred and George but he's like cool with them yeah I just I think it's sweet I know I've I've always loved Fred and George's relationship with Harry but it's even more special because they're like yeah Sirius Sirius and James James. yeah Ah. I mean 
realistically, Sirius and Lupin and Fred and George are probably my four favorite characters from the whole series. Yeah, I mean, I... Like, I'm thinking they are my top four. Closely followed by McGonagall. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you like McGonagall a I lot. really like McGonagall, but I, I... From the very beginning, Fred and George have always been really close to my heart. Um, I mean, obviously so is Sirius, and then, like, more recently, Lupin has been just as special to me as, like, Sirius. Yeah, I mean, they're all, that's, like, top five for me. Like, they're in my top five, definitely. I don't know if I could do an order. I mean, I've always- I like Snape, too. So, like, I think, yeah, those are top four in Snape, like, in there. I don't know if I have, like, a- Yeah. But, oof. Like, I'm saying- They're also all likable. Like, they're definitely the most- My, like, when I think about- Why do, like, three out of your top four die? That's so sad to think about. I don't want to think about it. Like, I'm very devastated. No, honestly, though, like, it hurts me. I'm wounded. The hardest death for me is still Fred. Oh, yeah. I mean, serious- I closely followed by Sirius. Like, I think Fred hits me the hardest now. I linger on Fred. I linger on Fred. Fred is, like, the, haunts me. Fred like, haunts I, me. I literally grieve Sirius's death through the books. Yeah. Because Harry grieves it. And we don't get to do that with Fred. And there is no grieving Fred's death, realistically, yeah. as George. So that's why it's so much harder. Right. So Fred's death is the most lasting. And for you me. don't grieve Lupin's. So that's yeah. also upsetting. But, but serious, I'm not as close but to But when Lupin. I go back, when I go back and like when people, because people ask like what death hit you the hardest? Serious. Serious hit me the hardest. Oh yeah. Because I was not prepared. Like I just remember I like couldn't handle my life <laughs> when Serious died. I was like, oh no. Well, I was. In denial of Fred's death, though. Like, I reread it about 16 times before I took it in. That's true. And I, it wasn't like Lupin's where I was like, did that happen? It was like, Fred was dead. Fred was dead. Fred was dead. No, 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 Like, I'm crying right now. I can't think about Fred dying. Oh, God, that scene is so sad. I so freaking sad Ugh. okay let's and then I on. just like I'm so awful in that scene like I just become like my worst self I'm like it should have been Percy it should have been Percy. I'm not even thinking that I'm like it should have been pious or whatever no obviously I want it but she but what gets me about Fred's death is she just wanted you to hurt like she only killed Fred because she needed someone to she needed a Weasley to die yeah and I'm like that's fucked up J.K. Rowling it should have been Percy. Or, honestly, it should have been Arthur in the fifth one, and then we wouldn't have Sirius dying or Fred dying. Oh, and God! I been, like, I would have been sad if Arthur had died, but I could have taken that. I could have taken Arthur dying. So why couldn't Arthur die in the seventh one? Because I get why she couldn't kill off Arthur in the fifth one, because then none of the Weasleys would have been okay for the rest of the books. Like, she needs them to be functional. Like, I don't think... Ron would heal from that well. I think it would have, they could have functioned with it because parents dying is a more realistic thing than, like, children dying. Right, but we don't need Molly to function, you know what but I'm we saying? we don't, like, interact with Molly that much. But that's what I'm saying, like, we don't need Molly and Arthur to function after Fred's death. So it's not even, like... No, I just oh, mean, like, mean, even, like, a student, like, it's, 
and they've had many students die. Like, it's like a normal thing to happen where children grieve their parents. Like, that's a normal, like, unfortunately, but that's how life works is that parents generally die before their kids. Okay, let's not focus on that. But, like, so that's, like, a realistic thing to go through. and Fred and George, like, how Fred and George kind of do would blame Harry if Arthur dies then. Like, I don't think the relationship is, like, like, I think they would get over it, obviously. But I think it's too close. Like, if she has them die, like, I don't think Jenny's able to date Harry in the same way. Like, I think it's a weird... Well, yeah, I, the uh, way it all goes that's down. That's very true. I didn't think about it in that sense with Harry. Because Fred and George definitely stop talking to Harry for a little bit. Like, they're, like, weird with Harry. Well, But that could just be no, Harry's point of view. I think that's Harry's point of view. I mean, I think that night, Harry, one, sees them looking at him, and they're all freaked out. Like, yeah. they are all, like, not talking to anybody that Yeah, that's night. true. But, like, they're even kind of mean to serious. Yeah. Um, like, Fred and George are about mm-hmm. to fight serious. <laughs> But, um, okay, we'll talk about this later. Let's keep going, because, um, we have a lot more to cover. <laughs> um. Why are we in book five right now? Because it's a good book. No, because it's. It's, it's a great book. It's a book where th- terrible things happen. Um. I like that they bring back this quote. And, oh. That, um, Harry remembers what Arthur says. Oh my god, that's exactly what my next note is! Yes. Um, never trust- We harmonized. <laughs> okay. And if anyone was wondering, I took the lower note. Um, <laughs> never trust anything that can think for itself if you can't see where it keeps its brain. Yeah. <laughs> I like that they bring it back, and I was also surprised and impressed that Harry remembers. <laughs> Yeah, but I think Harry remembers, like, little life lessons like this more than he remembers things he learns from books. Yeah, and, like, the diary's still fresh. Yeah. Um, he um, still doesn't listen to that advice? No. He remembers He's like, it. I remember it. Like, he also doesn't remember it in book six when he, yeah, when like, he remembers it again. <laughs> He's like, this advice was given to me. It worked well for me and with Hermione the And Hermione said it again, but, like... It's fine, I think. I do think it's, like, kind of, I'd be like, you know, Fred and George have been using it for years, like, yeah. and it's kind of, like, a fun thing, so I get that, uh, but I think it's funny that he's like, yeah, it sounds wrong, like, it, it, it raises a red flag, but I'm gonna do it anyway, and that, like, is so hairy. It's so hairy. Like, oh, I shouldn't do this, but I'm gonna do it. I'm that's, gonna that's definitely hairy. do it. And that's kind of Fred and George, too. Okay, and my next note just says that Marauder's Map is one of the most impressive magical objects in the series. Mm-hmm. Like, it's up there with Horcruxes for me. Like, it has to... The fact that it can sense any... Like, when you step onto Hogwarts grounds, you are... The magic of the map still works. Like, yeah. it's not just, like, the people who were at Hogwarts in their year. Like, they didn't input every person. Yeah. It just knows. Like, that... Is incredible to me. It's basically the internet. Yeah, with a locator device. Like, yeah, it's, it's a like GPS. Your Bitmoji map on Snapchat, which what? I don't have. What that. is that? I don't know. I don't Griffin know has that it is. where you can pull up a map on Snapchat and see different people's Bitmojis, like where they're located. That's creepy. I do not want people to know where I am at all times. Griff, D- can Griffin see that I'm in the house? Can you show us? I just, you're just talking. Okay, we'll show us later? Yeah. Okay. 
First of all, I did not know that you could do that on Snapchat. I mean, I don't have mine turned on, so you wouldn't be able to see me, because I'm, like, off the radar. I Well, Griffin's going to show me later how to not be on the radar. I don't think radar. you're on it. I don't think so. Okay, yeah. That is, like... Anyway, the Marauder's map is Google, because Google always knows where you are. Valid. Um... Um... Okay, so him going through the passage, I was, like, one, I would be freaking out... I don't know if I would be able to do it, like, by myself. I'd be like, hey, will you come with me as I go through the secret passage? And then the whole time, I would be like, should we go back? Like, I think we should go back. Like, I don't know. Should we go back? Like, we sh- they're probably, like, missing us. Like, that would be me the whole time. Like, I'd want to do it. I'd be like, I want to go down this secret passage. I want to go to Hunting Dukes. But then, like, we'd get there. We'd be there for, like, an hour. And I'm like, I think we should go back. And then you would be, Alex would be like, okay, but let's just go to the Shrieking Shack real quick. And, like, all these things. I'd be like... I'm gonna go back. Like I'm just, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back, and then you're like, no, no. Like I, I, when I was reading this, yep. I pictured this entire scene same, playing out. Same. I did the same thing because I have notes too. That it's like, if this were me, <laughs> if this were me and Molly, because like I would want to do it, but I would be so anxious the whole time. I wouldn't want to. I will say, like, even as a Gryffindor, um. Harry sort of, like, has less self-preservation skills yeah. than I do. Like, I would do it. Like, I would get I mean, through get to the... get the invisibility cloak one. Yeah. Why doesn't he get the invisibility... He invis- has it in the movie. <laughs> he needs to get the invisibility cloak. This is so dumb. I have that note, like, ten times here. He hasn't used it once all book. Like, I would be using the fuck out of that I think she doesn't cloak. want it to be that easy. Right. I know. But, like, still... Which is good. It's dumb, though, because he has it, so he should use it. makes it. for a funny moment in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I like the tree thing. But, um... But it's also important that he doesn't have it, because if he had it, I'm sorry, I'm skipping to the tree moment, yeah. and he just put over the invisibility cloak, then they would have seen Ron and Hermione there, and they wouldn't have had the conversation to overhear. They might have still done the tree thing. Yeah. I'm they just, also didn't seem to be paying attention at all to, like... Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if they saw him, because they know that they would tell Harry. Like, I think yeah. McGonagall would have been all over But that. I don't think they were really paying attention. They weren't, but I'm saying yeah. if the tree wasn't there and they were in plain view. But anyway, yeah. so back to our little adventures going through the tunnel. I would certainly not want to do it by myself but yeah. I would do it like while he was reading it I was like I can I want to be like I'm the Gryffindor that would have done this without fear but I would have been scared like I would have made it through by myself because I would have wanted to be yeah. at Hogsweed enough to make it through but I wouldn't I would, have done it by myself I would have been scared like I knew that I would end up doing it because I've been in situations like this before, where like I've been in a place like I like to go on walks just as a person, and sometimes like if I'm in a new place, like if I'm on vacation with my family or somewhere else, I like to explore like spooky places. And sometimes I get I'm in the dark and I get to a certain point and I'm like, this is really dumb. Like I shouldn't do this by myself, but I push through so that I can have the story. You know, I'm a pretty codependent person. Like, I need a buddy to do things with. It's better for me, though. Like, I don't like (laughs) having to push myself past that, like, comfort zone. I would prefer to do it. Like, I prefer to be the person, because I don't even like admitting that I'm scared. So, if I'm with someone like you doing it, then I get to be... I'm fine with admitting that I'm scared, and you can be, like, the brave one. I can be the brave one, but I am, like, definitely feeding off the fact that I'm not dying alone. Like, 
I don't but like that idea. I do think that I'm a braver person when somebody else is more scared than I am. Like, I jump into the role of, like, mm-hmm. oh, I can, like, when I'm working with kids and, like, they're yeah. nervous about something, then I'm like, oh, well, I'm the brave person here. So, and then it, it makes me feel more confident. So, mm-hmm. I, I see what you're saying because you're probably usually the more confident person. Mm-hmm. So, when you're around somebody that's, like, not as brave or confident, it makes you probably feel braver. Yeah, or, definitely. Like, I take more chances when I'm around other people. And that's just such a Gryffindor response right. to feel like that you need to, like, be on when you're in front of people. But and then sometimes when I'm with somebody that's, like, at my level, we'll both be like, no, we're super nervous. Like, we're bowing out. <laughs> well, like, that's, I feel like that's how, like, when you and Brielle are in the same room, like, like we could do this, but there's no need to. Yeah. Um, I think that Ford should have gone with him. Like, honestly, because they're like, oh, we'll show you the secret passage and we'll go up to Honeydukes with you. Because they do it all the time, they say. Yeah. It would have just made they sense. Have, they, they have other things to do. <laughs> I guess. They're going to build a business. But it would have been, like, fun if they were like, this is where you go. I don't yeah. know. But it's fun that Harry does it by himself. Yeah. Then, then you, they would have to, like, lose Fred and George. I don't know. It'd be... Well, yeah. I feel like as soon as they met up with Ron and Hermione, they're like, we're going to go to Sanka's. I'm like, yeah. okay, catch you later kind of thing. That's true. But then they would have had to deal with Ron being like, why didn't you give me that? I do say, though, in terms of, like, life, that this seems like a warmer alternative to get to. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, if I would never go to Hogsmeade in the winter any other way. But most of the time they're at Hogwarts is the winter. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, I would always be going to Hogsmeade with, like... Under the thing, because you could just throw on your cloak, you're indoors the whole trip. Like, seems much better than walking. Especially if you have the invisibility cloak, then there's no issue even, like, getting out of the store. Yeah, Harry, again. You knew that it led into the basement of the store. What were you thinking? Do you think the founders put the secret passages in, or do you think that, like, different people put them in? Like... I think the founders put them in. All of them. Most of them. Yeah, I think because... Even the Hogsmeade ones? Because I think they intended for... Well, I also think secret passageways could be built in times of crisis. Like, you know, like, historically, like, secret passages happen when you need to, like, leave an exit. Like, you know, like, I don't know if there were, like, wars or something. We don't know wizarding history. But Hogwarts has been around for a long time. So I'm sure some of those happened as, like, escape routes or, you know... I mean, our university was built during the civil rights movement, and it was built to, like, withstand riots. Right, that's what I'm saying. passages underneath all of our academic buildings. That's exactly (laughs) the kind of point that I was making. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I was thinking as soon as you said it. And all of our windows are, like, built on to, like, withstand, like, people, like, firing or throwing things out the windows. And did you know... If you didn't go to our university, you wouldn't care about this. But the steps outdoors are different sizes so that you can't quickly run up them. (gasps) Like, you know how some of them are really long and then, like, short? I know. It's so that you can't quickly run up them in times of, like, crisis. That's awesome. Unless I'm running up away from someone. No, it's like if, like, it was a riot. No, I know. I know. Yeah. So, um, that's a little fun fact about our sen- our university. Shout out. Um, Umbach. Umbach. Um, UMBC. Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> Retriever Pride. 
All right, so retriever yeah, retriever fever. Catch so it. basically, we were at Hogwarts, is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> secret passageways underground. Yeah. Um. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to this quote. He saw an enormous backside and a bald head. <laughs> just thanks, J.K. for that. Uh, for also, that image. That's a lot of fucking stairs. He said he lost count after like 40 or something. That is a lot of stairs. Although speaking of UMBC, used to it. Am I right? Yeah. Shout out. Although I definitely figured out a way to get up those stairs quickly. Like, I was used to it by graduation. Yeah. Um, I think it was funny that he thought about Dudley in um, Honey Dukes. Oh, yeah. That was funny. Dudley, always close at hand in the memory. In the memory. I forgot about Dudley until that moment. <laughs> I love that Ron and Hermione are looking for things for Harry when you meet them. I know. It's They're so also, cute. like, Christmas shopping. But, so. yeah. Slash Hanukkah shopping. Anthony Goldstein. <gasps> there are lots of fanfics about him being Jewish character in Hogwarts. Are it's not just lot, me being like, what? oh, Goldstein. <laughs> okay, Molly and I are a little bit obsessed with Anthony Goldstein. If you and Terry Boot, like together. Yeah, we ship them. <laughs> Terry and Anthony. It's the best ship in the Harry Potter fandom. So, but, we, so because of that, we looked them up. And Anthony Goldstein, there's a lovely thick shout out. I think it's. Anthony Goldstein and no the idea. Hanukkah at Hogwarts is what I think. It's about Anthony Goldstein celebrating Hanukkah at Hogwarts. It's just a great little fic. Um, yeah, Molly and I didn't really, much what we I didn't really read it, but we thought it was a lovely idea. For yeah, we might have read a little bit of it. Yeah, it was very repetitive, you know. Um. She, parentheses, JK, these are my notes, um, must have had so much fun coming up with the names for all, like, the different mm-hmm. candies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like that Hermione wants to get her parents the, um, the self-flossing, uh, floss for teeth. I think that's so funny. Yeah, I think that's really funny, too, because they're dentists. Hermione has to be logical and the pra- and the pragmatic one. I mean, she's right. If you turn, I mean, like if you turn the map in to Dumbledore or Lupin, then they would know about the secret passageway with the Whomping Willow, and that Sirius would obviously know about that secret passageway, and it would solve a lot of things. And then this is what I was saying about like. They would start talking, and mm-hmm. it would get to, it would solve things, because I think if they knew all of that, then Lupin and Dumbledore could start talking, and that would solve the, like, the serious yeah. thing. They still don't technically know about the switch, but I think together they would be like, something's not right. Right, exactly. Because yeah. um, both of them in their heart of hearts know that Sirius is innocent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just said a little Harry good one when he's like, no, he would hate the one. That was just back to what you know, was earlier. Yeah. Um, 
I was like, this is so classic. Ron's jealous because he's like, why didn't they give me the map? And then yeah. Harry's like, or Hermione's super righteous where she's like, you have to turn it in. Yeah. And then she's like, um, she's like, you don't even have a signed note. Like, that's her last, like, argument yeah. to stand on. But I was like, I'm glad she didn't tell on him for this and waited to tell on him for the fire. Well, that's what I said. I was like, when Harry's like, are you going to report me, like, as a joke, it's such foreshadowing for later in the book. And I'm like, JK Rowling, this is messed up. Like, I don't like it. But I'm glad she told on him for the fireball and not this. Oh, me too. Like, of two evils. Not that they're really evil. Like, Well, the fireball is technically more dangerous, I think. Yeah. For Harry. Like... If, like, I think Lupin, does he say it in the book? In the movie, I know Lupin has that line about, have you thought about, I think it is in the book, too. Have you thought about this map in the hands of Sirius Black is a map to you? And I think that's a really good point. But I think, uh... I mean, I think he's reckless with this. I think he's very, I think the Fireball makes more sense to, like, tell on. But, like, Harry is, like, being very reckless with how people have been trying to... They've been, like, working to protect him, and he's just, like, disregarding it completely. Yeah, which is a very young, like, 13-year-old thing to do. And kind of selfish. I mean, definitely selfish. I also think he, like, kind of deserves to be a little bit selfish, because if he let people, like... only, Only because, like, if he let people like, guard him the way that he... They want to. Like, that he really needs, then he would never have any fun. Like, literally, he would be, like, a sad shell of a boy. Well, he, like, is also very self-pitying. Like, the first time he doesn't get to go to Hogsmeade, he just, like, wallows instead of, like, making his own fun. Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, I, I know what you're saying, and, like, I think that he should be able to go to Hogsmeade, but he definitely is very self-pitying in this book. And in later books as well. Well, yeah. That's He's had a sad life, though. Yeah, I mean, he deserves some self-pity. Um, um, but yeah, I think the broomstick is, like, more of a point that, like, it's sent anonymous, anonymously. It could be sent by Sirius Black. I mostly understand it because it is sent by Sirius Yeah. <laughs> like... But also, that's not the first gift Harry's received anonymously, i.e. the invisibility cloak. <laughs> and the, uh, and the, the, I mean, it's not really anonymous, but his original broom, Nimbus, is, like, kind of, like, like, it doesn't um, say that it's, McGonagall bought it for him, but it is with a note with McGonagall, so yeah. it's not really anonymous. I think that it's funny that Hermione, like, picks and chooses the rules she follows. Like, we've talked about this. It's like she's following her heart. But in some instances, it's like, I'm following this because it's a rule. Like, when she says, like, you don't even have a signed note. Like, that's just, like, semantics. Yeah. um, Yeah, definitely. And then, like, last book, she's like, um, we can go to the girls' bathroom and brew this, like, super illegal (laughs) potion and, like, da-da-da-da-da. And she has no qualms about it. She has to talk them into it. And in this, they're like... He's just, like, using this, like, secret passageway Mm -hmm. or whatever. But in this one, somebody's, like, Harry's life is in danger here, whereas, Mm -hmm. like, no one's life was in danger in the last book using the potion. Yeah. So I think that's where Hermione picks and chooses the rules, but I do think it's funny that she's, like, one or the other. She's, like, either hard on 
following the rules or hard on like we are breaking the rules and you're with me or without me yeah and I just would like to say in terms of the firebolt that is to happen in the future I needed to defend Hermione here because when we get to that chapter the Gryffindor lion in me like roars and I get like angry at Hermione so I like I understand it logically but I do get mad at her for actually tattling because yeah. it just goes against me as a person to be a tattletale. <sighs> anyway, I'm a little bit of a tattle. It's fine. As like I'm being, a middle child. Being a teacher has helped me a little bit because I appreciate the tattler. <laughs> but sometimes you roll your eyes at the tattler. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100. Um, I'm feeling 100. Um, Ron subtly, had too much wine. Okay, Ron subtly. Too much. uh, What? What you doing? Butter beer. That's it. Butter beer. Oh, I want butter beer. That was my next note. That was my elbow. I want some butter beer and the. We're drunk off of butter beer and mead. We're drunk off of mead. That's what it is. Yeah, but like when they talked about when they talked about like being at the three broomsticks, like, honestly, I know it's a special thing that it's in Wizarding World, but if they had, like, a bar (laughs) that was, like, the three broomsticks, I'd be there all the time. There's one in, um, Canada, I think. A Harry Potter bar. I just want one, and if there isn't one, I want to own one. I know, but you have to get it, like, trademarked and all that I know, shit. but that's, like, one of my dreams. I want a nerd bar. Like, I just, I feel like I'm underrepresented where bars are concerned. <laughs> I don't know. We're in a nice place near D.C. where they're doing a lot of pop-up bars right yeah, now. Yeah, it's fine, but I want that to be my regular place. Yeah, like, they had a Game of Thrones bar. They did a Stranger Things bar. We went to we a Harry, went Potter, to Harry Tavern. Potter Tavern. We did the Harry Potter Tavern and the Game of Thrones bar because we're in both fandoms. Yeah, but, like, they just have different pop-up bars yeah. for that. There was a Halloween bar, too, that I wanted to go to. Yeah. That went, replaced the Game of Thrones bar. Oh, yeah, I think it's... No, it left. It left. Right? It left after Halloween. Uh, yeah, I, so what I was gonna say is, I love that Ron is subtle nod to crushing on Madame Rose Murda. I like, know. Like, uh, oh, I'll get the drinks. I know, and it's, like, continues. It's yeah. cute. Um... And then I have that damn bowler hat. <laughs> I think it's funny, the little part where it's like, in an instant, Ron and Hermione had both placed hands on the top of Harry's head and forced him his soul under the table. Like, I can just picture them being, I know you guys can't see this, but I might mean it anywhere, where they're like, mm, like in a comedy where they're like putting him under the table, like very subtly, like, mm, and like Harry's kind of like, what? I don't know. I just, I picture no, that's it so clearly. No, I have the exact same, like, for some reason, and maybe it's because we have been in Three Broomsticks, yeah. or, like, that we, that it's described very similarly to how it's put in the book, how it's shown in the books, Yeah, is that I can see the three, like, I see the scene, I, I mean, it's not like Emma Watson and Rupert Grant, because that's not really how I see the characters when I'm No, reading. I see them as Harry and Ron. And Hermione. I see them as Ron. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So, the 
The adults have arrived. I said, damn, I'm, I'm going to avoid getting to them as long as possible. I have some notes before they get there. Hermione can think quick on her feet, can't she? Oh, yeah, moving the tree and stuff. Yeah, that's so smart. She's so clever. Although, this is a part of Hermione that I, like, sort of identify with. Like, I don't, like, thrive in crisis the way uh, Percy Weasley does. (laughs) I think I have fast reflexes. But I like thinking of things like this. Like, I like problem solving. And I, you know, like, the tree, like, which is why I'm, like, really hung up on it. Because I think I like that. Like, I like coming up with, like quick little things to solve, like, a problem or inventing different things. I also feel like I come up with, like, excuses on the spot and, like, why I might be in a certain place. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, I've got, I know why, like, I have a good reason or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think in that way, I think I am good on my feet in a lot of, in some of those ways. Yeah. So, good on Hermione. Look, we're just saying that we're, like, super cool. Super cool. Um, Flip the hair. I, this is kind of a weird comment to make, but I was like, this is probably Fudge's best scene because I don't resent him. Hate him. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Because he's I think. He's just telling. Yeah. And I, and I think he's totally right in everything he says because I'm going to talk about it more as we go through like the whole story. But, like, to him, like, everything checks out. Like, I get why he makes the decisions he makes and, like, what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and all, most other times we meet Fudge, he's not nice. Like, we don't like him. We're not on his side. In this one, he's just utilized as a storyteller. But once again, I think this is an important part about Fudge's character because, like you've said, he's not on. Like, these are his, like, friends we yeah you know what i'm saying he's not being like, a politician one spe- yeah exactly and one specific scene that we will talk about i'm sure when we get to the yeah. story he definitely like says something that he would never say in his politician mode oh yeah yeah i think we both have a note about it yeah and i was like he's just so like flat yeah. like he even like there even happens to be a point where um madame rose murder is like talking up the ministry she's like well it's so good that the ministry got there like first and fudge is like i wish i could say that we We did did, get there but we didn't you know he's just so honest here it shockingly honest yeah i kind of i don't like fudge is not my champion or anything (laughs) but like i like fudge in this chapter like he's fine um it's probably the most liked he's ever is in the whole series Mm -hmm. is in this chapter um I also, from Fudge's perspective, um, perspective, I see why he thinks the Dementors are his only choice. Like, he says a line where, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've just met with some of them, they're in a fury against Dumbledore, he won't let them in the grounds, um, it's a necessary precaution, blah, 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 and, like, McGonagall and Flitwick are like, don't let them in our classrooms kind of thing, which is totally valid, but to Fudge, like, he has no other option of catching serious yeah like they have like they have horrors but they're clearly not capable of catching him Mm -hmm. and it's like to him it's like 
I really have no other choice but to, like, amp up my Dementors. No, like, like honestly, I yeah. hate the use of Dementors, but I yeah. do see Fudge's point. And yeah. it's, and the only reason I'm so anti-Dementor in this instance is because I know that Sirius is innocent. Right. So, which is why I would say that I would not use Dementors gen- ever. ever, because you never know. It's like the death penalty. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> not that we want to get too political, but, like... Exactly. But even with you, Barty Crouch Jr., I'm like, I would rather him just, like, rat in prison than, like, because yeah. of his mentors. Um, I think with Barty Crouch Jr., definitely, um, with Bellatrix, I mean, even though, like, it didn't hold them, like, I think the issue, my main issue is that, like, I probably, the only person I think I wouldn't put in Azkaban is Voldemort. Like, I think he needed to die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want any thought of him coming back. Right, exactly. Um... Um, but Lucius will do just fine in Azkaban for the rest of his life. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Alright, so are you ready to go into the stories? It's, I have some light notes first. My, I just have a note, why wouldn't Harry bring the cloak? Because oh, yeah. this would have made the scene way easier. But yeah, that's. Um, I have some light notes too. Go ahead. Uh. McGonagall. Did you tell the whole pub hack? Yeah. I noted that as well. I was well. like, come on, Ags. <laughs> come uh, on. Yes, he did. He did. My buddy, we root for you. Why are you telling the whole pub Hogwarts business? But in a little bit, I also said that, like, Fudge is also telling some probably pretty things. Like, things well, he shouldn't be telling, like, Hagrid for one. Or, like, Rosmer. Like, I can see maybe telling McGonagall, but yeah. um, he's just, like, sharing some pretty... Well, I think Fudge... I have, like, an inkling that Fudge might have a little crushy crush on Madame Rosemary yeah. too. Yeah, because he's like, will you join us? Yeah, yeah, he's having a bit of a flirt. We and never then hear about he's, Mrs. Fudge. He's on his recurrent wine. I mean, his recurrent um rum, you know. Actually, I think we do hear about Mrs. Fudge from Barty Crouch Sr. when he's in his, like... Mrs. Fudge, you flirting with, flirting with, uh, Madame Rose Merton, you have a Mrs. Fudge, oh my, scandal, Um, political scandal, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Alright, prepare yourself. Oh god. Um, so they first mentioned Sirius, um, being in, on the dark side or whatever, blah blah blah. And they were like, of all the people to go over, I would have never guessed it. And I was like, I don't know if they've fleshed out his story enough yet. Because given his background, like, with his family, it's not that surprising. I don't think. Like, if you knew that everyone in his family was kind of, like, sketchy. I think she has sketched. Like, I think the opposite. I think Madame Rosmerda, like, probably talks to Sirius and stuff like that. I think Sirius gets a lot of shit for not being, like, his family. Yeah. But he is kind of the, a very, like, showy person. And I think he makes a very big deal and a very big good point about being, like, I would never be like them. You know? Because I also think by this point, he's left his family. Like, he's run away from home and is living with the, like, Potters type thing. You know? Um, but if I knew who Sirius's family was and knew, like, yeah, in high school, whatever, Hogwarts, he was, like, blah, 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 and then, like, found out he went to the dark side, in my head, like, not knowing Sirius that well, like, I knew him in school or whatever, I'd be like, 
he finally like, kind of succumbed to his family. Yeah, but this is not that perspective. Like, I feel like Rose Murda and McGonagall are saying we knew Sirius well. Well, I'm not talking about McGonagall. I'm talking about Rose Murda. I don't think she knew him that. Like, they, they came into the pub and stuff and, like, made her laugh and stuff. I don't you know. know. She wasn't friends with them. And she didn't teach them. It's not... I, I don't think that she was that close with them. I don't know. I feel like... It's like the same way she knows Fred and George. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Sirius is the kind of... I just mean, like, I don't know if J.K. Rowling, like, fleshed out his background all the way yet. When, like, you know, like, the With fact his that fam. his family was from, like... I'm trying to think of other blacks. and stuff. But, like, we don't know any... We don't even know who Bellatrix is yet. Yeah, yeah. You. I mean, you have a point. I just... I'm not even saying it really... I think going on personnel... I mean, maybe you're right. I yeah. just... I think I... I'm tr- I think I understand the way Sirius comes off as a person. And I think he is also the least likely. Like, because I feel like Sirius is also one of those people that's really bad at hiding things. Like, I don't think he's, like, the best secret keeper in the group. Like, honestly, if I'm being honest, given what I know about these books... I would expect Lupin to be the traitor amongst them first, mm. you know, off yeah. gut feeling, because he's the one that's good at keeping secrets. Yeah. He, like, he's the one with the best poker face. Yeah. And Wormtail, you just don't think he's clever enough right. to do it, you know? And Sirius is just too, like, wears his heart on and his same sleeve. With, uh, James. Yeah. I mean, well, James dies. But, like... No, but even, like... Before, yeah. yeah. James wears his heart on his... James and Sirius are too, like... They're too Gryffindor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I I agree with that. And I think that if you know Sirius, then you think that. But I just mean as like a, I can't believe it. Like, I, I like know Sirius kind of thing. If you also knew, I just mean like, I just didn't think like they'd maybe flesh out his whole background. That's all. That's maybe. all I meant. Maybe. I, I don't, I, I, for but, some, I don't know why I'm holding to that. I think she has had it. Because she has, like, all of that family lineage stuff. Like, it's... But we don't learn it till the fifth book. And, yeah. like, there's no really seeds of it even in the beginning. Like, even with Malfoy... we Malfoy, don't know that Narcissa like, is they don't, black. They don't do any of that yeah. in, the, in this That's one. That's true. That's you know? true. I think that she does create that for the fifth one. Because there's no reason to create it beforehand. Yeah. You know? I think that she, like, builds that in the fifth one. And not in a negative way. Like, I don't think she needed to have it mm-hmm. all mapped out. No, I think it's a good point. I guess I just, like, I can also see with that being his background that he's so, like, he's so obnoxious <laughs> about, like, I can see him overcompensating about the family yeah, well, thing. Well, I agree that he overcompensates. That makes it seem like he's the last person you would expect to do right. that. Because he was so adamant. Like, I think he's the kind of person you think, if face-to-face with Voldemort, would tell him, fuck you to his face. You know, without any, like, sort sort of preservation for yeah, their life. Yeah, but I also think between the two, James and Sirius, like, I would least expect James to be on the dark side. Out of well, the two of them. Yeah, but I think, I, I never think about James being the person. It's cause, right, because cause he's he the dies. one they're hiding. So it's like. But I don't, I mean, even, because right now, Rose Murder doesn't even know about the hiding thing. She's just talking about them as people. Yeah. But, oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Because they're about to tell her the whole story. I see story. what you're saying. Yeah. You know, she's like, 
he's the least, like, which I, I agree that he is not likely to go to the dark side, but I don't think that everyone knows, I don't, I don't know, I just, yeah, it wasn't I mean, maybe, meant as a whole thing. No, but, yeah. Um, um, but with that, what I was saying with Fudge, like, not telling people, I was like, when he's telling the Fidelius charm thing, I'm like, I don't think that he should be telling people about the Fidelius charm and, like, what happened that night. Because I feel like it's still, like, yeah. not something you should, like, tell Divulge. But I guess it's, like, over. Like, yeah. I don't know what that information, what harm that information yeah. could do to anybody. But Fudge is also, I think he's trying to impress her, you know? I think that's a really good point. And obviously they need to explain the charm. Yeah. So, yeah. I think they do a really good job, and this is not they, really. It's mostly just J.K. Rowling does a really good job of, during this whole story, not mentioning Lupin, because they bring up Wormtail, Sirius, and James, and they, like, do not... But they do mention but... Wormtail, like, oh, that fat little boy. Like, they don't, like, Resmurda doesn't know him. No, right, but I'm saying, like, it's fu- It's good. It's fu- it's, they do a good job of it, and this is the first time only because I was looking for it while taking notes that I was like, you clever little naggy, purposefully not mentioning Lupin. Because it's like they say, um, James and Sirius, like the head of their crew, and then like later they mention uh, the fat, <laughs> I know, Peter Pettigrew, little lump of a boy. I think that's funny when they call him that. <laughs> um, oh, God. Oh, well, what you were saying earlier about, like, Lupin. Well, okay, first I was saying I would 100% always go with Dumbledore as Secret Keeper. I would never want to um, put any friend as Secret Keeper because I think it immediately puts a target on their back. Yeah. My thing about Dumbledore as Secret Keeper is that I think, I don't know. I actually, I don't know. I would would always trust Dumbledore as Secret Keeper. I trust Dumbledore, but I don't, even after all the shit we learned, like, Dumbledore is Secret Keeper for sure. (laughs) One, Dumbledore can keep a secret. Two, no matter the situation, I don't think Dumbledore would ever give up. That I don't think they do it like I think they do it so that Sirius can like visit, or that I don't know. No, like, because if Dumbledore could tell somebody where they live, I know. But then that it d- negates the point. But then, the point is that one person knows, isn't it? Right. But if with Grimwald Place, Dumbledore's secret keeper, and he tells the people, like he writes the note to Harry so Harry can see it. No, that's what I'm saying. Is like I think the point of this specific one was oh, that they one, don't know who the rat is. Right. So they want one person to know. So they don't know who the rat is. And so they Then I would definitely Sirius. go with Dumbledore. I know Dumbledore's smartest, but I think they wanted communication with Sirius. Like, I think But they didn't go with Sirius. They did go with Sirius. No, he was never, never their secret oh, keeper. Oh, right. He ch- makes them... Yeah. It's weird that he they choose... He convinces them to change. I thought, yeah. I, sometimes I get confused at the timeline. Do they do they choose Sirius and they change it to Wormtail? No. no. But they make it... It's weird that they choose Wormtail over Dumbledore. Right. It, that is And weird. I think it's just, I get like, why a they plot would... device. Yeah. Um, and, like, that Sirius has to feel guilty about it. But, like, one... Even... I wouldn't have even chosen Sirius. Like, I would always choose Dumbledore. 
I think you're right, but yeah. I think in ter- I think I don't know. I don't know why they would do it. I have no idea. Also, I have no rational reason why. Um, well, what you're saying about Lupin, I was like, it also seems like low key everyone thought that maybe Lupin was the traitor because they say later in this book that they knew that there was a traitor and Lupin was like, I'm sorry, I thought it was you. And Sirius says, No, I'm sorry, I thought it was you. Yeah. And like what you're saying, he's like a secret. And like it was never in the conversation that Lupin was gonna be the secret keeper. It was either gonna be Sirius or Peter. Which is sad. It's so sad. But also like not funny, but it's like a little bit like Yeah. Um, I know this is, like, your entire life's mantra, but I'll just say it for the record. Go ahead. I hate how they all believe that it was serious. Especially McGonagall. I, I know. I know, I'm saying, like, that has been what you've been saying in the beginning, which I've totally agreed with you from the beginning, but I'm just gonna say it now, while we're here, that I hate it, and especially for McGonagall. Guys, I think you should really, you know, I should get, like, a lot of fan mail and support for this episode, because the fact that I had to listen, read, and, um, uh, just, you just wait. I had to, and take notes on this chapter was horrible. I think in, like, a regular read-through, I would just let myself have a good cry. <laughs> I'd move on, but the fact that I had to sit and take notes this chapter destroyed me because I can't handle it. I can't handle, like like you said, like I just can't yeah. handle people thinking McGonagall hurts the, the most. most. It's the worst. And Hagrid. Hagrid saying stuff like that really hurts. Like uh, when, whatever. Only because, only because when Hagrid talks about um, consoling Sirius, it makes me think about how, ha- oh, we have, we have to wait, wait to get yeah, to that. We're not we have to wait because I have so many notes on that, like, Two sentences, but it's fine. So James and Sirius, never seen without each other. Heart-wrenching. Just beautiful. Their relationship is... I just... I want more. I want to see it. So I just... (laughs) How many times do I say I just? Please. Please drink every time I say I just. Um, When they talk about how close James and Sirius are... Yeah. I... That also messes me up. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Alex's notes. Why are you stop? You're gonna see my question. Oh, I wasn't even looking at that. Um, best man, Godfather. I want to see James and Lily's wedding. Ugh. Give us a prequel. Um. So I just said they have to make one, right? Though, like in. You know what I'm saying? Realistically, I think it will happen. They have to make one. It'll happen in our lifetime. I'm going to be right there, wherever the premiere is. (laughs) I hope it's a TV show. I want it to be a TV show. But a limited series, like, they have it set, like, Breaking Bad. Like, this is how many episodes it's going to be. We have it planned out from the beginning. Right. Because I don't want them dragging it out. No, no, no. Exact same. Fucking How I Met Your Mother. Don't well. We can't talk, speak of how I met your mother. Okay, I stuck with it through the end when I was upset. Me too. Um. Ah! Exclamation point. What? <laughs> That's how my note starts. So I'm at the Hagrid stuff, and so a couple episodes. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. A long time ago, I think in the beginning we talked about how, um, serious. We were like saying like. Why didn't Sirius, like, try and get Harry? Like, yep. he was so addled, blah, blah, note. blah. 
But, like, I kind of forgot that he was there. He went to the scene and was like, give Harry to me. And I was just thinking, like, um, like, that's where Sirius's head was. He wanted yeah, to go to he Harry. Yeah, he wanted Harry. Like, that... And I didn't think that earlier. Like, I, I'm sorry for what I said when I was drunk, probably. <laughs> I mean, like, I have just recently listened to that episode, and yeah. then I read this chapter, and I it made me so sad. Like, okay, so I've mentioned that I cried while rereading this chapter, and this is where I cried, and I think it was coming off of that, like, listening to that conversation that we had previously on that episode of the podcast. Like, Ooh, I was, was just as bad as McGonagall. I'll just say it. Because, because it... I just started thinking about, like, Sirius's head, and he's like, I can not get Peter. I can do that if I have to protect Harry, and then Dumbledore takes that away from him. So I'm really pissed at Dumbledore in this moment, because Dumbledore is like, Hagrid's like, oh no, I can't give you Harry. And I think that's the last shred of hope, Sirius, like, I think that's, at this point, what Sirius is living for. And then he's like, you can't, we can't give you Harry. And Sirius is like, I'm gonna kill Peter. Like, I think that's the one thing stopping him from doing it. Like, he's like, I have a responsibility to go take care of my best friend's son. That is what I said I would do, and I'm going to do that. And You're then make me cry right <laughs> No, but that- Right when you said, like, I'm going to take care of my best friend's son, like, that, that like, just <laughs> hit me so hard. <laughs> like, this is why I cried, because this is, like, what came into well, my head. Well, our notes, we're, like, on the same page, because I said- probably made his decision right then and there like he's grief he's grief stricken he's lost everything because he's lost Harry Mm -hmm. now and I don't I don't know if he was like before this like I'm gonna kill Peter I think he's like I gotta get Harry yeah and then I don't have Harry but I think he was like maybe I'll like talk to Lupin like we'll figure like I think he was like I have to I'm going to be more pragmatic about it. Like, he's going against his natural instincts for the sake of Harry. Well, I think think his natural instinct was Harry. No, but I mean, like, his natural instincts to bulldoze things. He's like, I will do a plan to get Peter. Yeah, so I I totally agree. I think he made his decision right then when he's like, take my motorbike. Like, I don't think he was planning on giving Hagrid his motorbike. It was like, I've made the decision now, and I'm doing this, and I'm... Giving, I'm giving up everything to get Peter because like, I don't care anymore. Because like, yeah, I don't have Harry, and I'm mad at Dumbledore. Like, what if he had gotten Harry right then? Like, everything would everything would have been fine. Everything would have been fine if Dumbledore wasn't such a ah! Dumbledore with his need to control everything because. This happened in a fan fiction that I really love, and they make a good point of it. I think that there is probably, because of magical bloodlines, Sirius is probably related to Harry in some way. But not to Lily. Not to Lily. And that's oh, what matters. That's what matters. You're right. Yeah. Um, but James, but not necessarily, because James also sacrifices himself. It's not the same. For Harry. It's not the same. And you know it. I know. But I'm just saying... <laughs> just saying it's fine all right but i also like this spell that's protecting harry with like i don't think it's that like it doesn't come into play until later in harry's life well it doesn't come into play until Voldemort comes back right that's what i'm saying so it's like completely useless but dumbledore does think that Voldemort com- could come back at any time he does think that i know i just don't like how 
controlling Dumbledore was about the whole situation. Also, like, I don't like that he sent Hagrid to... At this time, Dumbledore thinks that it was serious. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. So he wouldn't have let Sirius have him anyway. <laughs> I, I'm not really blaming Dumbledore in this instance. I mean, Dumbledore might be my rat, but it's fine. I'm not there yet. I really, I know, I, I just really don't... And I want it, I have two rats, so I wanted you to talk me out of hating Dumbledore in this moment. I mean, I don't, obviously, I would have wanted him to, like, talk to Sirius. Like, I think that would have been great if Sirius had been like, let me go with you, Hagrid. That would have been perfect, because then Sirius could have cleared his name right then and there with with Dumbledore, and then Dumbledore would have talked him out of going after Peter, like, and then maybe, even if Harry still had to live with the Dursleys, Sirius could have death visited and scared the shit out of the Dursleys. Oh, yeah, it would have been. That would have been the perfect scenario. Sirius would have lived, like, next door. He yes. would have been like, I'm in the house next door. Or even every couple, like, he if he came, like, you know, a couple times a year, like, maybe Sirius was doing his own thing, like, because of character stuff. Like, yeah. they did that where he wasn't, like, present all the time, but, like, he scared the Dursleys enough that Harry was, like, treated well. And, like, he would go and take Harry out on adventures even if Harry didn't know he was a wizard. Like, I think it would be even more yeah. fun. Whereas, like, Sirius, like, kept it a secret because that's what Dumbledore wanted. Oh, I love this idea. Thanks, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that fan fiction that I want you to read because it's actually really Where good. Where Lupin and Sirius raise him. That's basically Does he what... know he's a wizard? No. Oh. Well, they, well, he does when they finally take him. But, like, in the beginning when he's... When he, he turns 11, he knows? No, it's like... They, okay, so what happens is he lives with the Dursleys until he's eight, and oh. then they find out how abusive the Dursleys are, and they're they're like, okay, we gotta get him. But the point yeah. in the beginning, he they live like on the same neighborhood as the Dursleys, and yeah. they like own a bookshop, and so they meet Harry and they talk to him, but they just Harry just thinks they're just like two guys that own a bookstore. Yeah, because yeah. I think it would be kind of funny if like serious like. Pretended not to have magic while he was like, well, that's like, out with ha- well, that's Harry. basically what yeah. like the beginning of this fic is, and it's yeah. so funny because Sirius is so bad at it, and Lupin's obviously so good right. at it. I can just imagine this. <laughs> like, it's already in my head. Like Sirius would be so bad at pretending he didn't have magic. Um. All right, let's keep going. Um, I do have a lot of questions on how they ended up on the street that they did, like Sirius and Wormtail, like how did they end up on some random ass muggle street? I think maybe, uh, Wormtail. And um, I don't know how you track wizards. Apparated there. To, on like, purpose. On purpose, because yeah. he thought, like, Sirius wouldn't be dumb enough to do something. In a- well, and, well, Wormtail wanted to make the scene. scene. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know how, like, you track wizards and stuff like that, but I don't put it past serious to figure it out. Yeah. Um. Um. Um, I also just, circling back, um, we get so much really important information for the rest of the book in this chapter. Like, the Fidelius charms, like, yeah. the, the Marauder's map comes back forever well like, yeah you know but even just, just the stories this story is so important everything about this the is dynamic so peter like peter, all of it s- this is such a good chapter yeah uh, uh i have a all caps note that says fucking peter because yeah 
I hate that he does this to Sirius. I hate that he does this to James and all of his and friends. And he's, like, whimpering. Ugh. And they're all like, oh, that stupid fat boy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> stupid boy. Foolish boy. And quote she, from Magana. I know. She feels bad that he, she was, like, mean to him. And I'm like, don't feel bad, Minerva. Never feel bad. I also had, like, a sort of um, note about... Um, Comparison to Neville? Oh, no. Oh. Wow, do not make that comparison. It, there is, though. It and is even little... Harry says, like, I imagine, like, a Neville type. Yeah, but, like, like Neville would never. I know, but there is, like, he's a got, comparison there. He's got strong And he's, stuff. like, Loki the fourth of their little trio. So sad. So sad. I mean. He has his own trios. You have that in your head. He has, like, Neville, Luna, uh, and Jenny. Like, later. Yeah. What, 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 what I mean, like, right now. Not right now. He doesn't have that. But um, later he gets that. Um, oh, I have another thought about serious laughing. I also think it's probably to do with, like, the irony of what gets him at the end is, like, that he can turn into this animagus form and it's, like, him and James that are teaching him how yeah. to, you know, to do, and Lupin, obviously. But, like, it's... But Lupin doesn't have an animagus form. So Which, okay. Well, sorry. Finish your thought and then I want to talk about that. So it's James and Sirius that have to coach Wormtail into Through this, very difficult this magic. magic. And then it's what ends up undoing Sirius. I have always thought it was weird that Lupin didn't have his own animagus because they obviously change into their animals, not just at the full moon. So, like, what does... Lupin do. I think Lupin doesn't want to like. I get I why think he Lupin wouldn't want to hate the animal inside him. So I don't right. think he would want to even. And I feel like most of the time it is just James and Sirius hanging out, and like not even with Peter, but like Peter like wanted to be an animagus because yeah. he was with them. But like they probably go out on their own as the animals all the time, and like Lupin doesn't even really want to break rules. Like he's just yeah. like. I want to be a good student because I'm lucky to be here, and, like, that's fine that you come out with me on the full moon, but, like, I don't want to, Yeah, when like, they sneak out, I can see yeah. that, yeah. But I think that they do it all the time. Yeah. You know? Oh, I definitely think they sneak out in their animal forms all the time. Which, like, who wouldn't? But I also <laughs> think Lupin, like, Lupin does sneak out with them. Like, I don't think he's a goody-goody. I think he, like, picks and chooses. Like, he wants, he is really, like, I think he doesn't like to push the envelope, but I think he is a little bit more of, like, I have fun breaking the rules than, like, a Hermione. Like, he's definitely the Hermione of their group, but I think he has a little more fun with it. I think he because is, he like, even create He's part of the Marauder's Map. Is what I keep coming back to. Like, I definitely think he's the Hermione of their group, but they had nothing, they had no reason to create this map that is, like, breaking um, so many rules, I feel. Like, sneaking out of the castle. But the map itself isn't breaking a bunch of rules. Like, they're creating the map. Yeah. I think that he is, like, the Hermione where he's, like, I'll break the rules, like, as a necessity and, like, but there is no necessities in their year. So I think to be friends with them, he breaks them on, like, he breaks low The necessity rules. is he needs friends. And, yeah. like, he's turning oh, into I, this yeah. werewolf. And so he's fine with them breaking the rules around him. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, like, because 
even in the flashback where I think James is like, man, I wish it was full moon. And he's like, what? The I f- don't. Like, James and is Because, so like, he off. doesn't look forward. Obviously, he doesn't look forward to, like, changing to the wolf. But I don't think he looks forward to, like, their little outings like that. Like, I think he likes hanging out with them, you know, yeah. in that other capacity. And, like, breaking the rules is, like, getting to be friends with them. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, all right. I think he sort of, I guess my point is that I don't think he likes to break the rules, like, on an everyday. Like, I don't think he looks to break the rules, but I think he likes to be convinced to break the rules. You know what I'm saying? Like, I th- not big ones, but I think, like, cute, like, short ones are fun for him. You know? Yeah. Like, it's never, it's never something he would do alone, but he likes to be, like, because even think about the person he chooses to be his wife like Tonks is a kind of person that pushes you to be to go outside of your comfort zone like I think he's attracted to people who push him like that yeah you know like more fun like Tonks was like when they were talking about prefects Tonks was like yeah I could have been a prefect if I didn't break every rule (laughs) you know yeah um just like a fun note um, I very genuinely hope that Sirius finished the crossword in the newspaper. <laughs> I don't think that's why he wanted the newspaper. Well, he didn't, like, have a reason to ask for the newspaper. I think he just likes to keep... Well, he wanted, like, an update, but yeah. I thought... I bet he does like the crossword, though. So, he's, I'm like, sure. smart. That's true. I'm, like, I think he's smart. I'm, think, I'm sure he wanted to do the crossword. I don't think he finished it, though. I think he started formulating his plan. Like, he had downtime. Like, I just genuinely hope he finished it. That's all. <laughs> Unless there was pop culture stuff, then maybe he wouldn't have gotten that. Um, my next thing is Peter's, Do you think Peter's mom is still alive? No. Because they're young. Yeah, but, like, everyone's dead, it seems. <laughs> yeah, I was just curious. Like, Lily's parents, they said his, James' parents. Because they said his poor mom, and I was like, do yeah. you think she's still alive? I think the ages are all a mess. Yeah, the, too many people are dead. I think she didn't want to have to deal with too many grandparents. Yeah, it just makes but sense. But too many people are dead. Like, Sirius's parents, like, it's, yeah. I think it's good that... They made it made it a war. Like they don't have an army really, so it's like civilians are fighting. Yeah. So it makes more sense that people are dead. But I also worry. I think about like lineage of Peter and um, Lupin. Like, are they half blood? Are they like? I don't think. Yeah, I'm assuming. But see, I think that half blood is like iffy because it's like how much removed. I mean, are there? Do is one parent a Muggle? Or, because, yeah, Harry is considered a half-blood and he's not. Like, I'm confused about that. No, but I think he is still a half-blood. And it's like, what if your grandparents, so if, like, my grandmother, so she was Harry's, a muggle are boy. are Harry's kids half-blood still? Yeah, well, that's what I'm wondering, like, how far removed is it? So, if, like, your grandparent was a muggle-born. Like, I think if you can trace it to muggles, then you're half-blood. That doesn't make any sense, but fine. Like, if both of your parents, you can trace, like, their wizarding roots to, like, the main, it's, like, 36 or, there's, like, a number. Yeah, like, I know A what number you're of saying. magical families. Um, 
then like that's a pure blood and that's why it's like rare to be a pure blood no i get i'm not saying you're pure blood but like ron has a like an ancestor that married a muggle Right, but it's not his. But they're pure blood because the Weasley name is pure. I don't and think the Pruitt it... name is pure. Right, but like his parents, like their lineages, uh, pure blood, out. and like one of his cousins married. A, oh, that makes you sense. You know, yeah. So I... then, like that cousin would be a half blood because like half of his family is. Yeah, muggle. I mean, like Harry. I just think it's. I think it's interesting the way they do. It. One, I think the whole magic of pure blood and Muggleborn things is just like. We've talked about this in the podcast. I think it's, like, bullshit made up for this, like, yeah. prejudice made up from the world. It's, you know. But, um, um, in terms of, like, I think in that world, that is a prejudice that is a fable. Like, I don't think magic is stronger one way or the other. Like, I think you right. are a full-blood wizard if you were born a wizard. You know, you don't have more or less magic. If anything, I think your magic is diluted if you're a wizard because you got it from your family. Because it's like you're, yeah. you know, I feel like a muggle-born, like a not a yeah, a muggle-born pure. wizard is like the purest kind of wizard because you have everything just thrust upon you. You're the first yeah. of your family. But anyway, <laughs> um, um, Fudge admitting that Voldemort could rise again. He says, "I shudder to think how quickly he'll rise again." Um, and in this book. He it flatly denies it. Yeah. He... Uh, is that what you were talking yes, about Yes, that's exactly yeah. what I was talking about earlier, is that Fudge says multiple times in this chapter that, like, he thinks that Voldemort will rise again, basically. Yeah. Agreed. Well, that when the cameras aren't on, Fudge, you sure are a... Very honest. Um, and then my last note is, like, what a fucking bombshell. Like, the whole thing. Like, I know. Harry. I said, mine just says, fuck, that chapter is good. <laughs> yeah. Man. Like, just listening to all of that. Ooh, you get so much. This and then, like, Ron, like, kicks Harry for, like, dropping his mug. Like, come on. <laughs> he just found out that, like, Sirius Black was his godfather. Yeah, but they want to figure out the rest of the story. Right. So fair. Valid. Whew. Okay. We made it points 150 i gave 175 yeah it's a great it's a great chapter champ my champ is forge same abs they gave him a map yeah your rat my rat is dumbledore slash the actual rat peter mine's peter yeah um, it's like they split it, which is funny because neither of them were really in this chapter, but I was They're really, in the flashback, I yeah. was really mad about Dumbledore's part in this whole serious thing, which is like unfair that I'm mad at him. Yeah. But I, I will say that I'm still mad at him enough to let him split the rat with the actual rat. I definitely am not mad at Dumbledore enough for that. Like Peter deserves it full. He does deserve it full, but I'll give it to him full later. Oh, I don't mind giving it to him again. <laughs> um, yeah. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, hoggy, hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. So. Alright, so we'll move on to our OWLs. OWLs? I feel like we're going to have the same one. Okay, are we? Can you tell me what did each teacher get for their drink? Oh, no, we, we don't okay. have the same one. Oh, okay. this is fun, then. Okay, so, ooh, let me think with each so teacher. So, I'll share their name. Do you, and you can do it in whatever order. I know what, I definitely know what Fudge had. Okay, Fudge. Is that one? Yeah. 
Okay, Fudge had a uh oh, rum. It's uh I'll accept rum, but if you can get it more specifically. I said it earlier. Um it's a dumb thing. Red, is it something? Yeah. Yeah. Which okay, is red currant? Red I've currant, never heard red, of currant red currant rum. I've heard of black currant because that's like a fruit. Yeah. But um, red currant rum. Okay, what about Professor Flitwick? Which is my favorite. He has like a really like fruity drink. It's like cherry wine or cherry. It's not even wine. Like it's no. not even alcoholic. No. It's like it's, it's cherry. Yeah. Like a cherry. Marm, I don't know, I don't know what it is, like, cherry syrup, cherry syrup, with soda, soda. and ice, and whipped cream, and umbrella, (laughs) I was never gonna get it, but I did know what it looked, I had a very clear image in my head, cherry, you're doing pretty well, okay, what about Hagrid, I, like, almost made a note about this, but I decided to just make it the quiz question, I was just kind of like, yikes. <laughs> it's like a, a double fire whiskey or something. Four mold mi- wines. Of, oh, or yeah. Four mold um, meads. Yeah, I was not going to get that. But four, that makes sense because he's I so know. big. Like, I imagine how he, like much alcohol it takes to okay, and then the last penetrate one is, the giant, half giant yikes. one. Um, Professor McGonagall. Hers is so fun. It's cute. It is cute. I can't remember though. It's a drink served in Harry Potter world. Oh yeah, she gets gilly water. Yeah. All right. What's your question? Lay it on me. I swear, if it's those fucking desserts at Honeydew, it's not. But I, 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 I wrote a note in my notes to study those. Same. I thought that's what you I were going to do. Gonna do. And I was like, fuck. I hope she doesn't, because I don't feel like memorizing. All of these but we games. should like try to do them for ourselves. Um, what book does Harry take out of the library? He gets it from Wood, and it's Witch Broomstick. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's, like, in the library. No, Wood lets him borrow it. Um, Harry borrowed a copy of Witch Broomstick from Wood. Wow. Why do I think they're in the library? I think that was the last chapter he goes to the library. Or he's about to go to the library when he meets up with Lupin. The last time for the Hogsmeade trip. Yeah. Um, but anyway... Alright, how, the next well, chapter then. is chapter 11, The Fireball, and how should people listen in? Um, who's the tattletale? Who does Hermione tattle to? Yeah, who does Hermione tattle to? That's a good one. Okay, so, great, this has been so much fun. It's a long ep, thanks for sticking with us. Um... And we'll see you next time on Potter Watch! Mischief Managed. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum!